0: You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Monday at city hall, the LRT council subcommittee is going to be receiving a report from the city that suggests that when the LRT is up and running, whenever that might be, that it is a private contractor, a, a, an outsourced contractor that should be put in charge of running it for at least 10 years. The city can be in charge of things like ticket sales or customer service, but the actual operating of the LRT should be done by a outsourced contractor. The explanation for this is that this could help drive prices down because I think, and I don't even think this, I I know this, there are growing fears of how much this whole thing is going to cost. We don't know yet. And interestingly, and we'll get into this in a minute, interestingly, this report from the city still, still doesn't give any idea of what it's going to cost to operate this system. That is the, probably the number one piece of information people want to know. What is it going to cost? We still don't have any idea. Yet in spite of that, the suggestion is a cons- an outsourced contractor should get this well. I am reasonably confident that my next guest is not going to like that idea too much. His name is Eric Tuck. He's the president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 107. That's the group that looks after the HSR drivers and employees. Eric, how are you tonight? I'm good, Scott. How are you, sir? I am good. How would my guessing be about the fact that you're not going to be a fan of that idea?
1: You're 100% correct. (laughs) Uh, we, we've uh, we've advocate, advocated from the very beginning that uh, if we're going to have an LRT here in Hamilton, we're going to invest uh, $3.2 billion of taxpayers' money uh, and be on the hook for the operational costs and maintenance costs uh, going forward. Uh, we want to make sure that we get the very best LRT system that we can for our city. Well, how- and I can tell you uh, when it comes to a private system, uh, they don't compare. They never have.
0: Wow. Okay. So you, and again, look, people are going to understand that you've got an interest in this and that's totally acceptable. That's why we're having you on here for your point of view. But why right. do you believe that a, a, an HSR operated system would be operated better, more cost efficient, better generally than something that was contracted out?
1: So, so there's a number of things. When you look at some of the privatized systems that uh, we've been dealing with, and I'll point uh, just down the highway to the Eglinton Crosstown, I'll point to Ottawa LRT uh, with the problems that they've had there. In fact, they've had derailments. They've had shutdowns for uh, the system go down for months at a time. Um, the the uh, city is still on the hook for paying those private consortiums uh, for the operations and maintenance of those uh, operations, even though they they were down more than they were actually up, and they were late coming on time. Uh, quite often when you privatize, these uh, systems uh, are not coming in on budget. They, uh, they do cut costs on the back of uh, their workers. The reality is, you know, we were promised for this $3.2 billion investment that we would get a good return in terms of uh, community benefits such as good-paying jobs, uh, and you're not going to see that through a private uh, consortium. They cut corners. Their main uh, priority is to create profits for their shareholders. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with you know, profits and, and, and providing return on investment. But the reality is the biggest investor in this is the taxpayer. And we need to make sure that we get the best return on our investment.
0: Eric, you are absolutely correct on the point that many of the LRTs in Ontario and even outside of Ontario and Canada have not exactly been sterling examples of great transit. I mean, Ottawa has had innumerable problems. As you point out, the Eglinton West LRT is so far behind and over budget, it's almost incredible. Um, There have been other ones the flip side though is that the one that seems to be pointed at that has been reasonably successful and operated pretty well is Waterloo. That is a private public partnership, is it not?
1: So so it is, and it was developed that way. But you gotta remember, uh, when you look at the Kitchener LRT uh, versus the Hamilton LRT, uh, you're going through an older city, right through the heart of the town. Uh, and it actually is a very dense population. Uh, where the layout of, of Kitchener is much different. That being said, uh, you've got to look at the track record. You don't know who you're going to get uh, when you put this out on an RFP. You know, Are you going to get that one, or are you going to get you know one of the three others uh, who have the dismal records? Are you going to bank on that? When you put the RFP uh, out, you don't have that uh, control. And, and at the end of the day, if things do go wrong, and they can go wrong, even if it's run in-house, Who's going to be held accountable? Who's going to be able to address the, the concerns of the public uh, when the system isn't running properly or when it is uh, derailed uh, and councillors are trying to get answers? We rely on our local council uh, to get us answers when things don't go properly with the services that we pay for. Uh, when, when you bring in a private consortium, uh, especially under the, the Metrolink's um, RFP process, They're answerable to Metrolinks. They're not answerable to our city council. Um, So, you know, if you have a a tragic accident or a derailment or something uh, similar to what was going on in Ottawa, uh, the councillors can't get any answers for the the taxpayers. Mm. Uh, Yet they still have to keep paying that bill every month
0: i almost wonder eric and i don't know what you think about this i almost wonder why we're even having a report coming to council yet or to the subcommittee until we have some idea what the cost is going to be because quite honestly as a taxpayer i'm looking at this thinking okay you know what if the money comes in if the cost comes in at x and getting it to a contractor is going to be this, and giving it to the HSR or to your union is going to be something else. At least I can then see. We, we could be $2 million a part a year. We could be equal, or could we could be $30 million a part a year. Those things seem to matter, I'm thinking, to taxpayers about who's going to operate this.
1: So there's two things that are missing out of this report. You are correct. There is not an overall cost comparison uh, that's been done. Um, When you look at the comparisons or comparators that they use uh, and the scoring mechanism that this committee used, and I'll remind you, when they talk about city staff, this is not staff that is working at HSR operating our day-to-day transit system. The staff report that we are looking at is actually an LRT committee uh, report, staff report, uh, so MetroLink's provided, uh, you know, so many dollars to set up an LRT office to hire staff. The staff that was hired uh, is actually uh, the director for, uh, from the Mississauga uh, LRT. Uh, had very close ties to Metrolinx, understands the hoops and the and jumping through the hoops of Metrolinks, uh, and I think that has somewhat tainted the the view. That being said, when you look at the scores that they are using, they have a thirty-five percent uh overall um, uh point system for um uh customer service, uh another thirty percent for accountability, and then twenty five percent for liability uh and risk. Uh, and then there was a uh, fourth category and, and you'll have to forgive me. I've, I've only seen the report of it like two hours ago. So Fair enough. I really digested it fully. Uh, that being said, there's no score for safety. Uh, and when you think about it, HSR has been operating transit in this city for 150 years. ATU has been operating transit in this city for 125 years, uh, safely, reliably, uh, and affordably uh, throughout the duration of history. That being said, uh, you also have to look at the fact that uh, when you talk about liability and risk, we've been running vehicles on these streets, large vehicles. And in fact, we we ran a rail system in this city, a street railway, and hence, hence the name Hamilton Street Railway, uh, for over 70 years in this city, uh, quite successfully. So there's absolutely no reason why you would take a Gold Star brand, that has proven itself throughout history uh, and say, no, we're going to ignore that and we're going to take a chance on a private consortium.
0: Eric, when the last uh, prediction that we got from the city, as far as I know, the last prediction we got from the city was that it was going to cost somewhere between $6.4 million a year and $16.5 million a year to run. Now that works out to, it could be as little to run as $457,000 a kilometer in Hamilton. In Toronto, they just came out with a report a couple of months ago that said it's going to be $3.6 million per kilometer. It's not even in the same ballpark. Do, do you have any faith right now that the l- most recent Hamilton city prediction for what this is going to cost is remotely accurate
1: so no as you know when this project was first announced it was announced in 2014 by kathleen Wynn. she floated a billion dollar system to start with to build it uh and then of course that ballooned to 3.2 billion and i'm guessing by the time the shovels go in the ground you're going to be up around 5 billion uh Probably. taxpayers money that's for the building and you, your operational costs obviously are going to increase as well overall so no we don't know what any of those numbers are accurately at this time um, but what i'm going to tell you is traditionally with with transit systems and and higher order transit initially your costs are going to be much higher but as you go throughout, uh you know in the long term it starts to return and that's the, one of the big concerns when you're you privatize that system any returns long-term returns are going to go into profits instead of going back into the system uh you look at our beeline that's the bread and butter of our entire transit system that's the most lucrative part uh and you want to hand that over to a private consortium and you just have to look at the 407 what what we did with that years ago after we paid all the money to build it uh it got handed over to a private company to run and now it's the most expensive highway in north america Uh, why why would we go down that road we know Uh, throughout history, we've invested in major projects. Yes, there's a big upfront cost uh, and investment, but the long-term goals, and you look at the subways, the long-term return on subways, uh, any major high-order transit, yes, initially it does cost a lot more, but when you keep it in-house, eventually it turns around and it starts funding the the rest of the, the system.
0: That is Eric Tuck. He's the president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 107. Eric, thank you for this.
1: Not a problem. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.